And welcome back to another episode of the Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Alex, Tyler, what's going on? Hey, hey, what's up? What's going on, guys? So we're back with another way too early rankings. Today we're going to do tight ends. Let's jump into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Wire. It's the Wire. D. Griffin. Griffin. This the wire, serving up a hot take. Around the league, serving jams like a hot plate. Who's the flex? First pick, rounds four to eight. Trading with the base, that's Superman, we need a cake. This that fantasy, see who get the glory. Who's gonna stay up in their lane talking Tory? Who's gonna ride up on the train where the hype at? Yeah, you wanna start them, but matches, you might not like that. Three tutties next week, many's double covered. Takes on a hundred coming out the oven. Tim and Todd, they the guys, know you gotta love them. Take your pick, do it quick, they on fire. The wire. All right, boys. So, like we said, we're gonna do tight ends this episode. Uh, the last one we did, wide receivers. If you missed that one, go back, check it out. But let's just jump right into this one. Let's bang this one out real quick. Tim? Started off with, we all kind of consensus agreed on Kelsey. All right, yeah. Make it nice and quick. We all agreed Kelsey at one, Kittle at two. Um, it's it's was cut and dry for us, even though I think it's going to be a little bit closer than people think it's going to. I think Kittle has a big year next year because, I mean, he played, what, three full games and had almost 100 points in him. You know, it was, it was, it was insane. Kelsey – Takes a little bit of a dip next year. I think they kind of try to conserve him a little bit more going into the playoffs. But one, two, what do you guys think? Um, I think it's quite easy to put them there, one, two. Um, I am a little hesitant on saying that. I think it's going to be closer than that. I agree that they're probably going to pull back a little bit on Kelsey. He had a career year this year. But Kittle, on the other hand, it, it'll be interesting to see how they play out now with Ayuk and Debo there to get all the weapons on the field at once. I, 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 it'll be interesting to see where I think it'll be closer with Kittle and Waller than it'll be to Kittle to Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah, I think with Kelsey, it, it's where do you take him? Where do you take that risk, right? Like, do you take him in the first round? Because you can wait on one of these guys that we talk about later and get him in the 10th, 11th, 12th round and, and be happy. Or, you know, do you really solidify the position? Do you have that one advantage over everybody in your league? and take Kelsey. Um, I, Tim, I think you called this out. They've had back-to-back really deep playoff runs, and that, you know, that's straining on the body, right? That, that, that's a lot of games played with, for Kelsey. and He's going to be 32. 32 years old. And I'm not concerned about injury. I'm just concerned about wear and tear and just kind of being tired, and, um, you know, his body could fatigue. Um, you know, I took him in the first round this year, and I'd probably take him in the first round next year, but it's are you the kind of fantasy player that wants to take the risk of, of taking on Kelsey? with an early pick i'm taking kelsey in the in the second early second round every time i get the opportunity to he's such a difference maker i mean he's this year he was what almost 50 points more than the next guy like that's 32. he had 32 more points in darren waller mm, i'd have to double check that but yep it whatever. was 312 to 280 but kelsey also didn't play one game i think there's a game disparity uh difference there you are right but you know to me as far as a draft i'm waiting i'm not drafting kelsey in the first round or the high second end of the second you could talk me into it but i'm waiting probably till 
what, late three for Darren Waller. I think that's about where he'll go. Um, you know, there was it was Kelsey all the way at the top. There was a little bit of a gap, Darren Waller, and then it was a 103-point difference between Darren Waller and the next tight end at tight end three. So that's why I have Darren Waller at three. We all agree, except for Alex, who thinks who thinks Hawkinson takes a huge jump with Jared Goff. Yeah, I think Hawkinson's that dude. I think he's super talented. He's got the pedigree. Jared Goff loves targeting the tight ends, even more so than Matt Stafford does. Uh, we saw that. We were does all hyped though? up with Higby. I mean, we were hyped up for Higby and Everett, weren't we? Everybody was like, oh, Higby, Higby, Higby. And we were all dead wrong on that. No, I was. Sure, I mean, the, I'm pretty sure me and Tyler were right saying not to draft Higby oh, I, or Everett. I wasn't. I wasn't either one of them either, but the reasoning behind it was that Garrett, uh, Garrett Joff. Garrett Joff targets his tight ends more than, you know, just about anybody. Um, and, and I think Hawkinson um, falls pretty high on this list just because I think he's a baller. But, you know, Waller could easily take number three. But the reason I have him there is because I think Hawkinson's a better player. So we yeah. had Hawkinson at four. Um, for me, I, I, don't, I don't really have much argument with Waller at three. Um, he's a physical freak. No arguments there. Hawkins and I have it for very different reasons than Alex. I think that's a very false narrative that Goff loves his tight end where, because for me, Goff was always going to the cup and the slot. And then you had that intermediates with, with, uh, with Woods. It, he never really, and so outside of that, I think it was a six game span where, where the tight ends went crazy. It was never really, he was never really targeting the tight ends all that much. Um, I have Hawkinson at four simply because, who else is on that roster right now? Nobody's on the contract. Right. No, no offensive weapon other than Cephas is on the contract. Quintus Cephas is his own running backs. Marvin Jones is talking about he wants to go to go to um, L.A. with Stafford. Galladay's up in the air. I actually think he probably resigns there. Um, I think Galladay goes to the Bears. Yeah, Galladay's out. I think he's gone. That's very possible, too. Um, but. Regardless, they don't have really, really many options at this point. It's Swift, Hawkinson, and we hope they get a receiver at this point. So I think that he's going to be a focal point of the offense, and I think that's what's going to be drive him in. It's not going to be because of Goff. I think it's just going to be out of necessity at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of it too, right? He's going to might be the only guy left. I think that's going to be a big part of it, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, if the tight end is the only – guy on your offense how much you know it, it, it a lot easier tight end is tough you got to have the guys on the outside to open up the middle of the field for your tight end you know but it, it's it, it's interesting because after waller it really becomes like there's such a log jam and points at tight end because tanyan logan thomas hawkinson and Mark Andrews were, th- were all within five points of each other. And that's a tight end, three, four, five, six. So we're talking about fractional points per game. Mm-hmm. I want to I be one of the first people to say it. Darren Waller is not a tight end. No, not at all. He is the worst blocker in the NFL. Darren Waller at, at blocking is like watching your quarterback block on a reverse. It's accidental. I do love that tweet you sent out about Waller blocking. That's why he is. It's the he's the worst blocker in the NFL. He, if honestly, I think they're better off lining him up on the left hand side of the offensive line and running right 
than they are running in his direction. Because no matter who it is, he's going to lose that matchup blocking. I mean, all he needs to do is get his body in front of people. But he doesn't. I would take that. Yeah, well, all he needs to do for us is catch passes. So, Yeah, that's all that really matters. And he does it very well. Yeah, he's great at it. It's incredible. Well, so into five, we have finally have a consensus. So this is bizarre. We never agree on things like this, but we all agree at five. We have Andrews. He's such a tight end five, isn't he? Just like yeah, perfect. <laughs> He's so like right there. Yeah, him. yeah, it really is. I think he was. I think he was like consensus tight end four last year too. Like he's just like you know what you get. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get some up weeks. You're gonna get some down weeks. But at the end of the year, he's gonna be nice, solid, right in the middle of the pack. He's not Can't a tight win. end. I'll be drafting. What about you guys? Um, I would take him because I feel like you could get him later in rounds five or six, probably. And uh, I'm not. I'm, really? a, so I'm, the, I'm the person I will never, ever draft a tight end high again. Unless there's extreme value. And when I say extreme value, I mean Darren Waller in the fourth round. If not, next year, I'm, I'm just going to give you my playbook. If Darren Waller is not there in the fourth round, I'm drafting a tight end after the 10th round. I'm, I'm taking one of the Jarwins, Gasickis, Tanyan, Irv Smith. Yeah, Higby, Logan Thomas, one of those guys. I'm taking one of the average Joe Schmo tight ends. I'd rather get the value at, at wide receiver and running back and in in weight on tight end. That's fair it's too. Always I mean, been my strategy. About, it's always all, all about your strategy. I'm the type that I hate trying to guess at tight ends. I don't want to play the wave of wire game. That's a position I just want to share up because there's just not enough there. Um, there so I always prefer to. Yeah, there's something to be said about late round tight ends, right? Like, there's always kind of the breakout guys. Like, not this year so much, honestly. I mean, Hawkinson definitely came on strong this year. Tanyan was another, but it felt like there was a short supply of tight ends that you well, drafted late or picked up off the wire that were actually helpful. Maybe, oh, Logan Thomas was another. I lived I, off Kasicki. I have to disagree with that because you had the Kasicki, you had Schultz, yeah. you had Gronk come out because nobody took Gronk early. Um, Fant probably went pretty late. All these guys, none of these guys went in the prop probably any earlier than. And again, just like running back, just like running back every year, there's that guy. This year was Logan Thomas and Tanyan. What was it last year? The year before it was Darren Waller. It's just every year. Nobody had that Waller meteoric rise kind of thing. You know what I mean? Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Thomas was phenomenal. uh, Yeah, but we're not putting him in the top tier of ranking. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, we have him three spots from now. I'm gonna I'm gonna break the news now. Yeah, but there's different. <laughs> he finishes oh, with a tight end four. So I mean, he, sure, he produced. There's a tier difference. Yeah, and now we're in that tier of everybody scored the exact same amount of points. True. Yeah, uh, and and the next on our list is Noah Fant. I'm a little bit lower on Fant than you guys are, especially with Tim Patrick coming on, Cortland Sutton coming back, another year of Hamler and Judy, and a mediocre Drew Lock. So I believe Tim Patrick's out. I believe this last year was his last year on the deal. Right. Um, I understand the concern with Sutton. Now you got Judy, KJ Hamler. There's a lot of mouths to feed there. Absolutely. But at the same time, he's such a mismatch in the middle of the field with all those weapons that it's so easy to check down to him. He's going to have such a safe floor. He's not going to be anybody that's going to be putting up at numbers that are close to Kelsey or Kittle, but you'll get a nice probably float about, about 10 points a week and he'll be serviceable and you'll never have to think about it that's now are you at all worried about albert o- okungbunam 
No. Very because nice. when, when Fant was healthy, he was barely on the field. Well, Alberto was hurt all year, and he, the, it was only two games where he really played, and he had six and seven targets. He's a rookie, I believe, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. But I don't and think he played that he college hurt. with Drew Locke and yeah. is an athletic freak. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really scare me that much. I think Fant's a much better player. In, th- in the three games that he played, he scored seven, 13, and eight. I, I no no arguments there. I, I'm not saying that he's bad. I just think Fant's I'm just, better. I'm I'm concerned with it with all the mouths to feed and then another emerging tight end. It, it it's in in a in a mediocre quarterback. I, I'm a little concerned. I had him a little bit lower. You guys both agreed at six. I had him at nine. Um, but you know, I think that's the one concern with Fant is the quarterback play. I mean, if you truthfully, this might be a little hot takey. I really think he's as talented as Kittle or Kelsey. Like I, from a talent perspective, he's right there with them. I mean, look at the yak. He, he, he looks like Gronk when he runs. Yeah he, yeah, he totally does. And he's, I think he's faster than Gronk ever was, to be honest. Like it, you get him the ball in space and he makes things happen. Like he is a yak master from the tight end position. He's like um, a lot like Kittle. I like the Kittle. Yeah. 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 He totally is. But again, the problem is there's really two problems. It's, no, the one problem is a situation. It, like he's got a lot of mouth. There's a lot of mouths to feed in that Denver offense because they have so many good skill positions. And then you have no one to feed those skill positions the ball. So maybe if, if Watson. So let me ask this. Let's say Denver pulls off a trade for Watson. Where do you rank Fant now? Oh, same exact spot. He's uh-huh. still in this mid-tier tight end with a yeah. shit ton of t- wide receivers around him. I'd have a hard time putting him over any of these top five guys. I'd probably move him up to four above Hawkins. Four. You would put him above Hawkins and see, I disagree there. Or sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, five total. above Andrews. So, I mean, right. yeah, I we're bringing in a generation. Uh, we're bringing in one of the top quarterbacks. and He's going up one spot. It just shows how much of a long jam position is. Yeah. I can squeeze him up to three. Maybe if how hot takey we want to be. What's no, the I, I don't want to be very hot. Takey. Right. No, that, that seems like a very far stretch. Yeah. Let's get back to with Watson. So let's get back to boring. <laughs> um, Mike Mike Gesicki we have at Aww. tight end seven. Um, he really struggled at points in the year. They're going to be bringing in either drafting a guy like Smith or Chase or bringing in a Allen Robinson type, I'm sure. He's somebody to watch out for here. So it's it's interesting because he is a very athletic tight end. Yeah, he's just as every bit as as athletic as Noah Fant is, if not even more. The problem was Tua, honestly. I mean, it, it, they didn't have a quarterback play that could sustain fantasy relevance because they had a good defense and they had a, a rotation at quarterback that, you know, was inconsistent. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree with that. I think Tua kind of helped him. He became kind of a check down guy for Tua. When you go back and look at it, his targets got much more consistent once Tua came in. And then he had some spikes in targets at the end of the year. And um, I, I think that it, he'll be a safety blanket for Tua as, it, as time goes on and they get a little bit more comfortable. I just don't think he had that true breakout because Tua No, was it's so not a true right. breakout. <clears throat> That's kind of what I meant. I, was, I had the, high expectations. But it's in the realm where he's stepping towards that. I hope so. Like I said, you did see those games at the end of the year where he had some monster target games. And, and I mean, they weren't the greatest in yards, but. The last his last four games that he played, he had eleven targets, six targets, seven targets, ten targets. 
and I'm here for it. Tight end. I'm here for it. He did the and, same thing last year. Sorry, go ahead, Tim. I'm here for it. I love Gasicki, and the thing is, is I said it before. I'm a little concerned with their offense because they're going to be bringing in some other pieces. Um, young quarterback, I see relying on his. Now that he's a little bit more comfortable, he's going to be more comfortable in the NFL next year, right? So I think he's going to rely on his tight end a little bit more. Um, Preston will be back. Parker will be there. They may bring in another running back. There's a lot of rumors of Aaron Jones, but you know, even though that he he struggled when they decided to check the ball down a lot more to the running back position, because when Gaskin, I felt like when Gaskins was getting a lot more looks, Kasicki kind of took a little bit of a step back. Well, um, I think there's I know, a correlation between those numbers, right? And you know, we're in this we're in this realm where you know. A lot of these guys now are going to have 20, 25 point weeks, and then they're going to have a zero or a two or a three. And that's just the nature of the tight end position. Um, Definitely. But, you know, the next guy on the list is actually the, the exact opposite of what we just mentioned. And Tyler, I need to know because both me and Alex had him a lot higher. What's your thoughts on Logan Thomas? Why is he so low on your rankings? So is it because he's just too boring for you? That's no. exactly this is the player he should love, right? Like my problem with Logan Thomas is he doesn't look athletic at all. He's so hard to get behind and go, wow, he's a good player. And it and it's one of those things where I feel like it's just not he struck he, he struggled with his opportunities this year. And, and is it really realistic to say that he's gonna get all those looks and all those targets again next year. 110 targets. I, I got to – all right, hold on one second. Two episodes ago, you were hyping up Cole Beasley, right? Yeah, but Cole Beasley's done it year in and year out and got those targets. But you're talking about a guy who looks unathletic. <clears throat> it's Cole Beasley. Like, Cole you love Cole Beasley. Really athletic. What do you mean? Oh, Doesn't wait. Look like tidbit. It. Tidbit. Hold on. Cole Beasley is a fantastic rapper, too. I just need oh, to throw it out there. Christ. Yeah, he is really great. He's I saw a that video. really good at rapper. But go ahead. But that's what I mean. Like the dude went from his highest target total before that was 28 targets on the year to 110. Do we really think that that's going to be repeated? Like it, it wasn't like he was efficient with it. Win. It wasn't like he was efficient with them either. He, he caught, yeah, he had a lot of catches, but he did nothing with them. He had 670 yards. Like there's nothing, there was nothing about him that, that made me say he's a great player where he's going to be able to repeat this. But do you really see them re- after the production? And, and he, he did well with the targets, right? I mean, he, he, 700 what? yards, six touchdowns, 72 receptions. It, it, but at the same I'm time, a- they've spent a lot of draft capital the last couple of years in wide receivers between McLaurin, um, Antonio Gandy, Cam Sims yeah. looked like he was a decent player. Oh, and yeah, Oh, yeah, they did. Absolutely. So, but so the thing I, is, is there's no tight ends that are going to come in and take that away. No, but I, I think the targets end up more into the running backs. We'll see Gibson pick up a little bit, and we'll see some of these other wide receivers get, get some more targets too, where his numbers have to come down. They just have to. Well, is, you say that, but how many targets did McKissick see, right? Like McKissick saw a ton of targets this year. That's different. But, He's not just a running back. That's true. Right. But he, like, he runs McKissick's a lot of not on route. Is McKissick signed? I don't think he is. Yeah, he um, is. Oh, he is? Okay. Well, I mean, if they don't bring in bring in anybody else, they may not have a choice. That's the thing. 
but they have to. I think they have to bring in somebody else. Yeah, I, I don't in think my, that they need to rely on the tight end to have 110 targets. A very fair. unathletic tight end at that point. In my opinion, Logan Thomas was a product of the quarterback play. Right, so he was just the guy that played tight end for them last year. He's not talented. Tyler's right. He's also not very. He's watching him run like he wasn't breaking painful. a single tackle. He looks like he's in pain. He looks right. hurt. But <laughs> the thing is, is Alex Smith lo- loves the tight end position, right? Loves it. Jordan Reed. I mean, it, it just his entire career. Uh, then you have Kyle Allen, who is not doesn't have the arm for to to to. Everything on that offense was the middle of the field, and that's where the that's where the tight end lives, right? No, absolutely. And okay. and and Alex Smith, Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, even when Haskins was playing, all none right. of these guys have fantastic arms that are going to beat you downfield. Everything was dink and dunk down the field. But I think it's safe to say that if it's not day one, at some point there will be another quarterback next year after this team. I, I don't see Alex Smith as a long-term solution. I think we can all agree with that. He's 38. Allen's definitely not there, not that long-term solution. If it's, so either if it's Mariota, I'm for, concerned. But even if it is, I mean, anything there is going to be an upgrade at this point. And I think that, I mean, uh, Gandy Golden had a pretty good high, pretty high draft grade coming in. And these guys are going to have to do something at some point. Yeah, and just be McLaurin. So, moving on from Logan Thomas, this is, it's a hot topic because we could go one of two directions on this guy. Robert Tanyan. 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 Robert Tanyan. So, he's kind of an interesting player to me. He, yeah, he had a, a good year, but it wasn't, he didn't do anything great yardage-wise. I mean, most of the games, he averaged roughly about 40 yards a game. He had a few splash games in there, and he had a, but he was mostly touchdown production. And to me, that's kind of just a splash in the pan. At any point, those touchdowns could have went anywhere else. Um, it was basically Adams or him in the red zone, and after that, it's a crapshoot. So do we think that that's sustainable for the next couple of years, that he's going to go? A touchdown in what just about every game, but five. So, in six of his last seven games, he had a touchdown. In the first three weeks of the touch of the year, he had five touchdowns. It's it, it was, I mean, I don't see a way that one Sternberger or another t- another tight end comes in and doesn't produce or. Sternberger doesn't take a little bit of a jump into the offense. Right. And let's talk about this. The guy was so so efficient. 52 catches on 59 targets. That that just doesn't even. And 11 touchdowns. I expect more volume for for Tunyon, honestly. We kind of talked about it off air a little bit. Um, Off air like we're a radio show. Um, Talked about Aaron Jones leaving the offense and, and Williams leaving the offense. And when that happens, assuming it does, those targets are going to go elsewhere. And I think that there's a correlation between running back targets and tight end targets, where if one leaves, the other get, gets those targets. And I, I definitely see an uptick in volume for Tunyon. Definitely not efficiency. He's not going to catch 52 or 59 or whatever it is. But I, I think there's a real possibility here that he's just good at 
he's just a good player and Rogers likes him in the end zone. And it's not like he's going to throw the ball to anybody else. I mean, it's just Adams and, and, and Tunyon at this point, you're not going to throw to MVS. You're not going to throw to Lazard. You're not going to throw to Lazard is better than people give him credit. MVS is just a deep threat. Lazard yeah. is actually pretty good. He was just big banged up this year. My thing is that everyone keeps talking about that. They're going to go get another option. So if they do, that right there tells me that he's going to take a big hit. Well, that's why it's the way too early rankings, Tyler. They don't, yeah. they don't have another receiver. <laughs> I, I yeah, guess that's so fair. It, it is fair. But the thing is, is one, he's not going to be as efficient. Two, is he really going to get that many red zone looks? Three, is his role going to be the same? And four, do they bring in another option? There's so many moving parts with him. I'm, I makes me a little nervous with him, but mm. you can't ignore the production, right? That's the reason why he's on this list. Yeah, you can't ignore, ignore the offense either. I mean, Rogers is an MVP. It's... Yeah. So let's move on to next. This this is Tyler's golden child. He absolutely loves him. I'm pretty sure he has a jersey of him hanging up in his living room. Um, Blake Jarwin, you have him as your tight end eight. I have him in the, the like 14 range. So Jesus, wow. But Alex, you don't even have him on here. Um, well, we, there's 12 players. So no. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so for me, it, it's kind of a much easier path for me to see him be in this top 10. I mean, we saw his backup this year come in as, at tight end 11, and he had no quarterback all year. They want to use the tight end in Dallas. That They always have. We'll be doing with it. With it. With it. And then, obviously, we saw that we they wanted to use him, but they – it became Schultz. So now I think that he kind of comes in very easily, steps into the role that Schultz had. He's a much, much better player than what Schultz is. And I think that it's going to be very easy for him to come in, be productive, gets the check downs. He's that fourth option at this point, maybe even the fifth. And he'll get left alone a lot. It'll be very easy production for him. So my thing with Jarwin is Schultz isn't going to go away. Schultz is still in the contract next year. He's still going to get. He deserves at least, you know, even if he gets 30, 40% of the snaps of the tight end position, then you still have Cooper and Gallup and Lamb and Pollard and Zeke. If Dak returns, I mean, I, I can't see a world where all of these guys are fantasy relevant and you can rely on Blake Jarwin as a top eight, nine, 10 tight end in the league, especially with with guys like, you know, the guys that we're going to discuss later on down on this list. Yeah, I mean, there's something to say about C.D. Lamb and his, you know, him stepping up into the offense. Tony Pollard, we think, is going to get more targets. I do. I think he'll get more work. Dalton Schultz definitely deserves some, you know, 25 to 40% of the target, you know, snaps. So, you know, Jarwin, you know, in a perfect situation, we can just kind of plug and play and everything Schultz did. We just let Jarwin do it, but I don't think that's how it's going to work. Um, for next year yeah fair enough so moving on because this is we this was almost a two-way tie we had uh earth smith here now, this is a guy Ooh. i think is very interesting um i have him well right here well one spot higher actually um and i think that this is going to be a nice product of mason rudolph's going to end up off the team he he's Kyle such a cat Kyle Rudolph, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, whatever, they're both. Um, Rudolph, we know what we meant. He's such a cap hit that I think they have to move off of him at this point. Uh, Irv's sitting there. We've seen him come in. He's been productive in spots where he's gotten majority of snaps, and 
he looks like he could be extremely explosive. If we see him get the full complement of snaps and he starts to get five targets a game, six targets a game, I think that he could be one of these guys that we could eventually be talking about in the top five at one point. I completely agree. I have Herb Smith um, right there with you. I have him at 11. Probably could put him above Gasicki or, or Goddard or whatever and, and be fine with it. Um, truthfully, I, when Rudolph was off the field, even looking back at last year, he, you know, he was productive. I mean, if we just look at his skill set, 6'2", 240, and ran a 4'6", And that, you know, from a tight end athletic standpoint, he, he's right there. Um, so he's, you know... I think he's going to take that step forward again. They're going to throw the ball a lot. That defense isn't very good. Um, And and yeah, I'm with you, Tyler. I really like Irv Smith. We started to see glimpses this past year. And even the year before that, we saw it too. And uh, Irv Smith's my guy going into next year. Yeah. I mean, as far as Irv Smith's concerned, I have him in that 16 to 18 range for tight ends, to be honest with you. This is guys I like more that have produced. I mean, how many more of these athletic freak tight ends who take three, four years to develop, um, you know, Chris Herndon, Irv Smith, are we going to really hear about until one of them actually hits? I mean, occasionally they do a guy like, you know, Kelsey or something, because he had a slow start to his career, but you know, I'm not, I, I don't feel comfortable putting him above somebody who I've already seen produce at the NFL level consistently week in and week out. I mean, I guess that's fair. We are going by and, you know, potential at this point, but yeah, you know, we've seen the roadmap of what what he could be in with Rudolph, and I think he's much more athletic at this point than Rudolph ever was. So, and he's a good run blocker. Sixty five, I think, in twenty nineteen, he had a sixty five run blocking grade. I don't know what it is this year, but he could do it. Yeah, yeah, I so, like him there. I think he's going to be a nice prospect at this point. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's interesting because he's so athletically gifted. And, and if Rudolph leaves, then it opens up the opportunity for him, you know. Bye, Rudolph. See you later. We don't need you. Yeah, it, it's, it's very easy at that point. But moving on, we have, last but not least, Mr. Gronkowski. This is another guy that I'm much higher on than all of you. Um, Again, I think it's one of those things that I could be dead wrong on this because they have so many options at tight end. But I think we've seen that Brady loves throwing to him. He loves Brady loves him in the red zone. And I think even just those touchdowns alone are just going to keep him at a nice safe floor. He's always going to be at least have a handful of catches. And he's just Brady's trusted guy. He's his go-to when he needs to play. That simple. Yeah, I mean – a year older of Gronk, you still have Bray, OJ Howard's going to be back. You still have all the wide receivers, an entire season of AJ uh, Antonio Brown. You know, it, I, I I just can't trust myself with Rob Gronkowski being my tight end one. Let's talk about Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I mean, I'm taking Kyle Pitts over Gronk every day of the week. We know what Gronk's going to be. We we we're we're bored of Gronk, Tyler. We know you love boring, but I mean. It, He's another like like Tim said. He's another year older. You know he he wasn't in playing shape in the first half of the year, but even the second half of the year he wasn't spectacular. In the playoffs, Cameron Brait was more productive. So I don't know. He's Cameron Brait was more, running more routes. It just felt like in important games Gronk was blocking, and I don't 
want to fall into a situation where Tampa Bay is close with, you know, another team and Gronk just ends up pass blocking the whole time. And that I'm good. Yeah. So we did make a mistake here. We did skip. I accidentally skipped over Dallas Goddard and his votes. Um, he should have been the wide receiver 10 Jarwin should have been 11 and Irv should have been 12. So why don't we just really quickly touch on Goddard? Alex, you want to start it? Yeah. Get, get Gronk out of the top 12. Great. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got it from a step. It just kind of feels like it's overdue and I'm going to be really sad if we don't get it because I do have concerns with Goddard having hurts as his quarterback, but I still think Goddard is going to be a consistent safety blanket, great route runner, good athletic tight end, a focal point of the offense. Um, you know, I know that they changed head coaches and Doug Peterson's gone, but I don't think that changes much. Um, I still think that, that Goddard is going to, you know, he's going to get all the snaps. He's going to be the guy. Um, and, and, you know, I, I like him. I don't love him as, as much as I used to. Uh, he has fallen down my kind of dynasty rankings quite a bit. He's up around three or four for me before and now well, probably five. But uh, he, he's definitely fallen down for me. Um, Tim, I know you, you're kind of on the, uh, on, on the Goddard train. Yeah, especially because there's a lot of uh, – Ertz is expected to move on. They're, they're, they're looking to – this is the last year of his deal or he has one more year, I believe. but. He he's most likely going to be traded if I, if I had to guess, and he has really fell off this year. I mean, Goddard just looks like the superior talent to Ertz at this point. Yeah, I had him. I had Goddard at sure. tight end ten, and Alex, you had him at nine. Yep, for sure. He's he's definitely more talented than Ertz at this point. Ertz is washed. Yeah, I, I think it's it's tough to say because Ertz had such a year where he struggled with injuries. Um, it's every year though, isn't it? I feel like he's always playing her or is her. Even when he was healthy, it was, it, he didn't look good when healthy in my opinion, but go ahead, Todd. But that's not even my biggest concern with them. For me, it's the fact that Wentz is leaving. If Wentz is gone, I don't know if I want any of these pass, pass catchers in this. I Watching the Hurts, I have zero faith in him. He did not look like he could, he was going to be able to command an offense. He seemed like he was more of a runner. Um, I, I don't have faith in him throwing the ball at this point where I don't think he's going to support anybody to be a top 10. Anything. The only person in that offense I would, I feel confident at this point is Miles Sanders. And even that, I mean, how much do we really trust Miles confident, Sanders? Yeah. You don't like JJ Arcega Whiteside? No. I, and and Rieger sucks. Um, Looking at this Alshon offense, Jeffrey's it's washed. It's bad. Like there's nothing going not on good. there. Wait. It's, this is another potential landing spot for Galladay. Their their offensive line is still that's possible. This is bad. Yeah, to me, I, I don't want any part of the part of the Phillies' offense. I, it's just not going to be pretty. They got a long rebuild None ahead of them. of them. I'm not drafting any of them. I think I'm with you. I really am. Like, yeah, the Eagles. The only, even Sanders. The, the only one I'm considering is Sanders. I'm That's considering it. Wentz if he leaves. Because, <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, wait. yeah, let's go there. I love oh. it. I'm so happy you got to bring this so, up. So, yeah, I forgot about this one. We should have started the episode with this one. This would have been better. Tyler thinks that Carson Wentz is a, quote, superstar. Better than Ryan Tannehill. I do. Yes. Like, the Titans are pounding on the Eagles' door to trade Ryan Tannehill for Carson Wentz. Because he's such a superstar. To me, Tannehill's a 
is a product of that run game. You take that run game away, Tannenhill is not half the player he, that you're seeing him in. You take a and running game away from any quarterback, they're not as good. Absolutely. And that's why they don't let Tannenhill throw the ball as much as these top guys because he's just not that guy. Why? Because he has one more touchdown than Mahomes in the last 30 games? Yeah. I don't care about the touchdowns. The touchdowns are easy when, when Henry is putting you there. But Wentz is a, a much better – Yes, a, a superstar, superstar A and better than Tannehill B. Both of those yep. things are ludicrous. He said he was below. He said he was. Um, oh, I, I, I wish I had the. I wasn't prepared for this. Oh, I'm prepared, Tyler. We're gonna do quarterback rankings next week. You got Wentz up there on your top twelve. I hope you do. Uh no, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't. Should I have to give you that superstar? One. Yeah, it's tough to say without knowing where his fit's gonna be. But either way. I think Wentz is going to be just fine wherever he ends up. You better end up with Frank Reich again. Maybe. Frank we'll Reich, see. Frank Reich. I don't know. But I'm out on the Eagles. I don't want any have, part of it at this point. You put Wentz in the same category as Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> and Dak Prescott. Oh, nobody listening to this podcast if they heard that. Watch and see. You said I was crazy that Lamar was, wasn't going to be in the top five. And I was right about that, he my friend. Close. Didn't he finish like six or eight or no, something? We finished 10. Ah, uh, whatever. Well, nah, then. yeah. <laughs> so, well. we'll see. We got a long ways ahead of us. Let's do her with this, how this shakes Carson out. Carson Wentz and yep. Josh Allen in yep. the same sentence. They've never even been in the same room. Carson Wentz couldn't even hold his room. jock strap. Okay. He, he couldn't even, I wouldn't even let him tie his shoes. It's funny how much the recency bias comes in. I've Last year, you wouldn't have even... Huh? I've never been that high on Wentz. Last year, coming into this, everyone was, Wentz is going to be the guy. He's top 12 guy, blah, 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 I blah. Loved, honestly, and nobody, I loved, I loved I think it was Stafford and Ryan. Like, it was Matt Stafford, Ryan, and Wentz. Those were where I put them. Last and that's year. that right in that 12 range. Yeah. And coming into last year, Josh Allen, Tim wouldn't even touch Allen. Josh Allen's the worst quarterback. I would never draft him. Blah, blah, but you blah, watched blah. a full season of this Josh Allen and then said, it wasn't like it was before the season. We watched a full season of Josh Allen. We watched two seasons of Josh Allen throw the ball into the 10th row. Yeah. And all and of a then, sudden, all of a sudden he stole somebody. He stole Carson Wentz's talent. That's what happened. He, he monstered Carson Wentz and took everything away from him. And now he's never been that talented, to be honest. But. No, that that his that year he won the uh, should have won the MVP or whatever it was. No, he's again that he won the Super Bowl without him. So was he that good? Yeah, he got him there. No, he didn't. This is painful. No, he didn't. He played 16 games. He got him there, and then he missed the, the entire playoffs. Nick Foles yeah. won it. <laughs> oh, this is painful. Do you guys? All right, you guys. This I'm will be a fun discussion when we come back around next year. So to what? wrap it up, do we want to run through the list and just go one through twelve and and give the uh, give the final summary here? Yeah, sure. Dad. All right, I'll do Please. it. I can read. Uh, one Kelsey, two Kittle, three Waller, four Hawkinson, five Andrews, six Fant, seven Gasicki, eight Logan Thomas, nine Robert Tunyon, ten Jar. No, sorry, ten was Goddard, eleven Jarwin, twelve Irv, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, all righty. So do you guys have anything else to add? I think as long as Gronk's not on the list, we're good. Yeah, I just want to add a quick tidbit. Um, me and Alex 
both had pits in the top 12. I had him at 11. Alex had him at 12. Um, this is without even knowing where he could go. He could go to Cleveland. He can go to Cincinnati. He can go to Eagles. He can go to Tampa Bay. I don't care where he goes. I think he's an absolute stud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we went over this over before we got on the show. And tight ends just don't pop in year one. We looked it up. The career year for, was um, – Jeremy you know, Shockey. Jeremy Shockey. And not he wasn't even, and he wouldn't good. have even cracked the top 15. So he would have been number 16. <laughs> yeah, but Jeremy Shockey isn't Kyle Pitts either. Kyle but, Pitts is a freak. But well, so was Jeremy Shockey. Well, wait a second. But yeah, anyway, no. regardless, in 2002, the NFL was different where they didn't throw the ball as much. Um, you know, but I, I get what Tyler's point is that. You know, tight ends typically take a year or two to develop, but we I don't think we've seen a tight end with this much talent come out of the draft without health concerns like a Gronk since Calvin Johnson. Yeah, he was a he was a wide receiver. Oh, I mean Hernandez. I, I Hernandez was probably the closest thing in the last year. No, he he got kicked out of school, didn't he? I mean, there was a lot Same of talent wise. Talent wise. Oh, talent wise. I mean, most of the uh, Darren Waller was the same way. Darren um, Waller came out as a wide receiver. Oh, so that that's probably where he should still be. But you know, he's. Uh, we all agree he's one of the most talented tight ends we've ever seen. In Absolutely. The I just Tyler don't think just he's like going to be. No, I just it. it the stats prove that he's just not going to be the, in that top 10, top You just don't like to have fun, year. Tyler. You just don't like oh, to have fun. We know. We I know like you to don't help like the fun. people that listen. You, hey, I, I'm trying to help people win leagues. You want to throw nonsense out, you do you. But uh, not nonsense help some people here. Hits over Gronk. You're nonsense with your Wentz take. So <laughs> that's all we got on the tight ends. <laughs> that's all we got on Boston Tyler's chops. Uh, you guys got anything else? That's all I got this week. I think that's it. All right. right. Thank you. We'll catch you for running backs and quarterbacks coming up soon. Can't wait. Later. Peace, guys. See you.